is Dan. And this is David. Welcome to Campfire Stories. Uh, just like last week, we've got Daryl with us. Um, so we're going to continue talking about our Nimmuck Trails um, adventures, I guess you can call them. Uh, where did we leave off last week? I'm pretty sure we kind of concluded the Nimmuck Trail. The whole thing? Yeah, we, well, we concluded our uh, discussions on it, if I recall. Um, okay. There may have been a few other little random things we could have thrown out there, but I think we pretty well discussed it, and I think we we're going to try to pick up with either our trip to the Whites when we tried the uh, Presidential Traverse or uh, Daniel Boone National Forest in Kentucky. That was the other one, one of those two. All right, well, let's discuss, let's discuss the Whites. All right. Yeah, so the Whites, we tried doing the Presidential Traverse. And from the outset, I had bad feelings about completing the entire <laughs> thing. Let's just keep that out there. How many miles was the pre- presidential traverse? Was that 24? I believe it's about 23. 23? All right. Well, that was actually my first time ever hiking up there in the Whites. So I literally had no idea what to expect. Um, I soon discovered that the gear that I love to use probably wasn't the best choice for uh, that particular camping venture. Um you know, I, I run the hammock, and uh, that's probably more tent country than hammock country. We found once we got up to the top up there that the, there wasn't any trees to support the hammock. So, you know, there's probably a little bit of um, a learning curve and probably a little bit more homework that we could have done to try to prepare a little bit better for that, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And so, as you guys know, I'd been up there several times. Uh, like every other weekend, right? Like at least twice a year for the last, you know, six or seven years. So I I knew what to expect as far as, like, the grade of hiking. Like, I knew when you're up in the whites, it's up mountain, down a mountain, up a mountain, down a mountain, up a mountain, down a mountain. And I didn't, um, I had a hard time to believing that we were going to make all 24 miles in the amount of time that we had allotted for ourselves. Yeah. Well, actually, see, the, and one of the reasons that I thought we could do it um, was just because the Presidential Traverse is technically, like, they do a race uh, every year, I believe, up there. Uh, it's no backpacks or anything like that, just, like, water bottles and running shorts and whatnot. And, and they do the whole thing in, in far less than a day. Yeah, with no backpack, I could see that happening, yeah. Yeah. So I was hoping that with a backpack, we'd be able to get it done in three days. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we seem to set the standards pretty high for ourselves. And I think we're... I don't know. I still, like, I feel like, I feel like it's, it could have been doable. Uh, I think we had some failures at the very beginning, uh, like not getting there until, you know, in the afternoon or something like that. Had we gotten there, I think, had we gotten there in the morning? Yeah. Um, difference. Yeah, it would it it would have definitely made a difference because we ended up we ended up getting on the trail at what like four o'clock or something or three o'clock, and so we were only able to pull off a couple hours and then we needed to go find somewhere to uh, crash for the night just because the sun was going to start coming down and uh, it looked like rain. Yeah, not to mention that uh, I, I think I underestimated that trail because it, <laughs> I'd never been there again and it's not really a trail; it's more or less just hopping from rock to rock straight upward for a long time, it felt like. 
and you know it was cool it was really cool <laughs> terrain the trails were beautiful the scenery was beautiful but uh, i certainly didn't expect to just be immediately ascending um what felt like <laughs> almost straight up and down type yeah. terrain yeah it's a little bit different yeah it absolutely was but uh, it was still fun and how many how many miles was it till we got to uh the campsite you recall? Uh, the campsite was only about two miles in, if I remember. Yeah. And by the time we got there and got set up, it was torrential downpour. Actually, I think we yeah we had just about got things set up. Yeah. And we were just fine-tuning the rest of the camp, and then the rain started to come, and then and, uh, it got interesting. I know I remember I just kind of tucked away in my hammock. There was a couple of trees we were able to string up because we weren't above the tree line because you're not allowed to camp above the tree line, right? That's correct. And uh, I took a quick little video on my phone because I thought it was it was absolutely hilarious. Um, David, you, you were camping in a bivy tent, right? Yeah, I was borrowing Dan's bivy. <laughs> so basically, you're just laying on the platform in the rain with like a basically a bivy. Yep. I had a little thin piece of plastic over me that was keeping me dry and... I felt every drop. <laughs> Not exactly the way you want to conclude a day of hiking up the whites. <laughs> Not very comfortable. Yeah, but I don't think we had much of an option at that point. Um, I know I had I had lent the 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 bivy to David because he he didn't have a decent tent, uh, and I figured uh, a fourteen to sixteen ounce tent would be better than his like eight pound tent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we didn't think it was going to rain. Um, Whoops. And then, of course, the, 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 ultimately with that, with that bivy, um, if you can get it set up before it starts raining, you're golden. Um, the fact that we were setting it up while it was raining was, was the big problem. Because setting up while it's raining, you have to set up the netting first. And then while, while the netting is just standing there, the rain pouring in. And then you go and you put the rain fly on it. So uh, I don't I don't know if it's the it's a traditional design for for a lot of tents is is to set up the the netting first and then throw the rain fly on top of it. But it doesn't work well putting up in the rain. But Maybe can you I definitely you definitely uh, manned up and and survived. I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> remember I had that one issue with the platform where I couldn't stake out the legs or the, uh, the, the bottom side of the bivy and it was mm-hmm. pouring water and it was starting to pour back inside the, the bivy. And so my <laughs> yeah. feet got soaked the first night, but well, the only night you came to my rescue and you, uh, you, uh, straightened it out for me. I thought you were going to say so you that. rubbed your feet with oil. and Oh, no. <laughs> no, he didn't do any of that stuff. But uh, we, we can back up a little bit, too, because uh, let's talk about an exploding backpack. I don't know if it necessarily exploded. Oh, yeah. Exploded. Well, but, uh, it you was, left your shorts hanging. Well, no. They, my backpack was pretty much packed uh, maybe slightly above capacity, and... Um, what ended up happening is I lost my long johns, my smart wool long johns. If everybody's ever purchased one of those, you know, it's a good $100 pair of long johns. And um, they dropped on the trail. And apparently none of the people I was hiking with noticed my backpack opening or I even was falling out of it. 
And um, luckily, the next morning on our way out of the campsite. Well, no, no, no. So, so I saw that the thing burst open, and I, I had stopped you, and I remember I put a carabiner on the zippers so that it would stay shut, but I didn't notice that the, the pants had flown 30 feet up in the air. <laughs> I don't know if they threw, threw, uh, flew 30 feet up in the air, but how do you not notice a pair of pants coming out of somebody's pack that's right in front of you? But I don't I don't know because I think I saw the thing burst open and I I saw the stuff fall on the ground and so I was trying to help pick up stuff off the ground and then zip the thing back up and carabiner it to make sure that it stayed shut. So the pants I I just didn't even see. But when we were coming out they were how how high up were they? They were probably 8 10 feet up in the air. Dan, I don't even know what to say to that. That high? I don't I don't think they were 10 feet in the air. I would say maybe 6 feet, probably I, no, head level. I think Dan's being dramatic. What I what I guess <laughs> happened is uh, another hiker saw that somebody had lost them, kindly picked them up and hung them at a branch at like maybe eye level, so whoever was coming out of the camp would see them. So I was able to retrieve my uh, my hundred dollar pair of smart wools that uh, were gifted to me from my wife, and um, I'm still gonna say that they exploded out of your backpack and <laughs> went flying. Yeah, that might make for more uh, comedic value, but um, that's a completely inaccurate depiction of what actually happened. Unless you, you can't prove that somebody happened. saw them and picked them up and put them up on a tree. Well, there is also the possibility that you saw my bag blow up and the pants fly out, and you just found it funny. No, I, I really <laughs> didn't do. I, I didn't do that. Well, yeah, I know. I know. I know that they were gifts. Similar to the coyote story, where you know, <laughs> completely ignored my misfortune for your own entertainment. And uh, ran with it. But um, there seems to be an ongoing theme here. I'm going to have to start to reevaluate how we do things, I think. But either, either way, um, yeah, the first camping night was pretty um, cold and rainy. Yeah, pretty on I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, listening to the rainfall, um, once we got everything set up and we were inside of our hammocks, um, I, thought it was, I thought it was just, it was nice, you know. It was. Um, I did find. I know. I know. Uh, David was getting wet, and I felt really bad for him that whole time. You know, um, I, I felt bad for David too, but I feel like he's always kind of the. Um, he's my entertainment. Yeah, he always is doing something that warrants a laugh or ten. Yep. You know, as we always say, you know, the only way to learn how to do it is to get out there and do it. And I generally choose the hardest way to do it the first time. And the wrongest way to do it the first time. So, I, yeah, I could be quite entertaining to go out in the woods with. Yeah, but I think that's kind of true for me as well. Not that I choose the most wrong way to do it, but it just kind of happens that way. But I think that also kind of illustrates that it's not really about getting out there and doing it the right way. It's just for us getting out there. Yeah. So. It's always an adventure. Exactly. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I did find one other, one other part about that first night camping was uh, trying to keep my pack dry. Typically, I just tuck it under my tarp, but we're on a hill, so water was just flowing everywhere. So I had to figure out a way to get my pack up off the ground. So, you know, I think in the future, that will be another learning um, lesson learned that I'll, I'll rig up something where I can hang my pack somewhere underneath my tarp because I think it's, you know, you don't want all your gear getting soaking wet. Mm. Well, you can always get like a gear hammock as well. It's like a little tiny hammock that goes underneath your hammock for your gear. Uh, with my backpack, cause I know I have, I've got the Clark jungle hammock and it's got b- six big, huge pockets. So anything critical, uh, electronics or boots or anything like that, that I really don't want wet. I usually just put in those pockets and then the backpack itself, I wrap up in a poncho and just lay on the ground. 
Yeah, I didn't like that idea. I set it up on a log and it did the trick, but uh, it took a little while to find a log big enough up there that would uh, accommodate the pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one complaint I have about the bivy. There's nowhere <laughs> to put your pack. <laughs> so I, I think I ended up putting mine under your hammock, Dan. Yeah, um, but you can always just use your backpack in, in the bivy. Um, you can use it as a pillow if yeah, it's not rock hard. Yeah, because at that for that that uh, bleh, for that trip, I had my um, I had my your osprey, right? my osprey, right? No, you did not. No. Hmm. No, I think you borrowed Daryl's BFM. Oh. Uh, because I remember I let you I let you try on or, or you had tried on my Osprey and that's when you were like, Oh, this is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the Ospreys are definitely great packs. Um I, I love them. I love the one. I have two now. And I'll probably keep buying more. Well actually no, I have more than two if I count the camelbacks, but mm. that's that's despite the fact. Well, so, so then, once the so it did rain for a little while while we were setting up everything, and then it it died down. And that, that next morning was gorgeous. But w- that night we went and listened to the two through hikers for the AT. That's right. Oh, that's right. Um, and so that was really interesting. There was a couple of things that they had noted in their in their talk that I didn't realize. Um, for instance, if you're doing an AT like a through hike. Um, there are places along the trail uh, maintained by uh, the different state forests and whatnot that you can possibly work for to to stay there overnight. Yeah, which I th- which I thought was pretty cool. So you give up a couple hours, and and there, like that night, they were talking to us so that they could stay there for free. Yeah, which is definitely a nice way to uh, uh, save money on a six month trip. Oh yeah. So that that's one of their one of the parts of their talk that uh, really stuck out in my mind was just the fact that there are <clears throat> different opportunities for for people um, doing a through hike on the AT to to kind of stay places for free overnight. I guess um, I don't know. I just thought that was that that was really cool and it definitely stuck out in my mind. Um, what about you guys? What do you think about that talk? I thought it was pretty neat. Um... I kind of have, I'm kind of, the talk itself was, it was cool. Uh, I think I'm kind of torn on the whole experience because, again, for me, when I go out in the woods, I'm going to be out in the woods. I don't want to see people. I don't want to be around people <laughs> um, other than the people that I'm hiking with. Um, so I thought it was kind of weird to hike up a mountain a couple miles, set up camp, um, and then go to kind of like a big, uh, kind of not big, but it was a lodge of some sorts when there was a bunch of people in there hanging out. And so while it was kind of a nice little reprieve and the story was cool, I felt like it detracted kind of for me from the whole getting out and getting away aspect of hiking, camping. Well, and I think that's one thing about the whites, especially when you're on the AT um, and, and Mount Washington specifically is just that it's, it's such a popular spot yeah. That the chances of you running into someone um, are pretty much 100%. Yeah, we ran into quite a few people, and yeah. that, that was the downside for me. But other than that, it was quite enjoyable. I did enjoy the talk. You know, 
I think at some point in my life I would love to try to tackle the AT. You know, knowing me, I'll probably do it in two days. But uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know, no, knowing you, you'll 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 set out to do it in two days. Right. No one's you won't you won't actually do it in two days. Yeah. No, I know that. But um, either way, I, I think it would be awesome to one day tackle the AT. Hopefully, uh, that's something we three could tackle. I'm not sure how yeah. life would permit such adventure because... I would be perfectly happy doing it in sections. You would, not me, though. Yeah. I'm not wired that way. If you don't do it all in one fell swoop, it doesn't count. Yeah. yeah See, and I'd, I'd be perfectly fine doing it multiple times. Not sections, just oh. multiple times. <laughs> we got to go south to north and then north to south. Unfortunately, I think that's going to be something for later in life. Hopefully, uh, we're not all out of, out of shape and old and broken by then, yeah. but... Time will tell on that venture. Um, so, yeah, the next day we, we woke up. We got our camp broken down fairly quickly. We did our breakfast, and then, you know, the hiking resumed. That, that's when the problems kind of started, a little into the halfway through the day, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, I thought I thought the morning was beautiful. I mean, we were able to get up onto a couple of different summits. Um, how many did we actually summit? Do you recall? And what we ones? summited four, I believe. And how many are there? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Because we made it from the beginning of the Traverse, which is Mount Monroe, we if did, I remember correctly. We actually did it backwards, To Washington. We? we did it backwards. Yeah, a lot of people did say, because when we were at EMS, I think they had said that uh, normally people go the opposite way than we did. Because yeah. the, the other side that we didn't do was harder. And uh, you need yeah. to do that while you're fresh. <laughs> yeah. So... To think about the fact that the side that we started was the easier side. I don't know. Well, I think I think it's it's not that it's an easier side. I, I think the the reason is the slope on the other side is a little bit less, but it's a much more rocky on the other side. So you're starting out with rocks, whereas we started out with a really steep climb through the woods. Yeah. And so I think that steep climb would have been easier um, coming down since okay. it had no rocks. Versus how we did it, where we were coming down on all those rocks. Because where we came down was obviously not the end of the traverse, but it it looks similar to the end of the traverse that we would have uh, seen had we completed it, except that it's not as steep. You know, you follow? Yeah. Do, of course. Yep. So I think, uh, I think what they were saying when they said that normally people do it the other way is, you know, you can start out on the really rocky stuff and you can end up coming down at the end through the woods and it's really pretty and 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 everything and so yeah when you're fresh climbing over those rocks it would be much easier than when you're when you're beat because those rocks really they they definitely wear you out oh yeah that's what you you know and i've talked i've talked to people recently uh about the whites um i was talking to a co-worker just the other day about about hiking up there and that's what that's what his complaint was uh was just the size of the rocks i mean you're climbing over these these boulders i mean and it's just one after the other after the other after the other and it's definitely tiresome and then of course you look up and you say oh okay well that's not that far away to the to the summit but it, it's it's a mile and a half or something you know and it looks it looks like it's right there um and then an hour and a half later it still looks like it's right there yeah, <laughs> except now you're more exhausted and, uh, you know, getting more tired by the minute. Yep. Um, but then, you know, once we got up there and we 
I think we put down a summit or two. We we got to stop by the Lake of Clouds, and there was a lodge up there as well. Yes. Um, again. And I think they had, like, banana bread or something like they that. They did. Um, so I guess I might be slightly a bit of a hypocrite here because, you know, I was just complaining about having there be cabins and lodges and people everywhere, but as soon as I got there, I'm like, you know what? I got money, I'm chowing down. So, I, you know, I bought <laughs> lemonade, and I bought a whole bunch of stuff there, and I was eating, I'm like... You know, just because of the, the convenience of it. It's like, how do you not? So, <laughs> um, I don't know. And they took your money and they said, you know what? This was a great idea. We should build a hundred of these cabins. Oh, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you, you say that, but I, I kind of laughed. Or not, I don't know if I was laughing necessarily, but uh, I laugh now. I probably, when we started off that trail, like, you know, I took like a hundred bucks with me just to have cash on me for incidentals. I'm in the woods in the middle of nowhere, and I managed to spend a good majority of that. So, <laughs> I, I, I it's uh, I don't know. I still kind of scratch my head regarding that, but um, I, I guess it. It's yeah, but very then you important. get to the you get you, you summit Mount Washington, and there's like the cafeteria there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And the clam chowder they have up there is awesome. Or maybe it just tastes real good because I've only ever had it after hiking up the mountain. But my favorite thing up there is clam chowder. Yeah, again, as beautiful as it up there, that really, uh, th- now, once we got to the top of Mount Washington, you know, it was very satisfying having hiked it, but then, you know, you're you're wanting to summit it, and you're up there, and there's all these tourists up there who took the freaking train up there, or the bus, mm-hmm. or drove their cars, and they're all up there for their happy social media, look at me, look at me moment, taking a picture at the summit when they just drove up there in a car, so then you got poor schmucks like us who just... They might have um, taken the trolley. They may have taken the trolley, but, you know, then <laughs> poor schmucks like us who would just spend a day... I don't know which one's more, more difficult or which one's more challenging, driving all the way up there or sitting in the trolley. Hmm. Well, I can attest to sitting in the trolley uh, for the way down. <laughs> I've, I have done that once, but the way up was probably even scarier because it's slow. It's very slow. It takes about a good half an hour to get from the bottom up to the top on the trolley. <coughs> so, I mean, that could be a little tiresome for people. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you're, if you're driving it, if you're the, if you're the actual driver, I mean, you got to give them props. I mean, granted they didn't hike for five hours and then overnight and all that, you know, yeah. but I'm sure, I'm sure it was really challenging driving up there. Well, either way, if there's people out there who are listening, who, take the trolley drive or a bus up there and then you wait in line to summit and then you see some people who actually hiked up there who would like to go up there and actually summit so they can do it maybe as a courtesy get out of the way and let them do it since how they spent their time hiking up there because i would say technically we didn't actually summit mount washington even though we were up there i had no intention on waiting in line for a half hour watching people take facebook selfies Mm. um it's an artificial summit anyway either way it was that's where the summit is. That's where the flag is. Yeah. Again, I'm very uh, specific when it comes to that. I feel like I have to do it all at once. I have to do exactly, you know, I don't know. Maybe it sounds silly, but it was just kind of annoying. I'm sure you guys. Yeah. Agree. Well, the thing, like, I remember you got to the top of Eisenhower and, and you broke out the cell phone. You hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I broke out the cell phone? Oh, I took a picture? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. I don't have any pictures. Or maybe you took a video. 
I, you know what? Maybe I did. I think it was because it was so windy up there. I was trying to show yeah. how windy it was. Cause yeah, because was... Eisenhower, like when we got to the top of Eisenhower, that was really, really windy. Yeah. Oh, that's the one that I didn't even summit. I think I stayed back with the backpacks, and you guys. No, were... no, no, you you did come all the way up because we. I actually videoed you coming up. Yeah. Uh, to the top of it, I have you on video, David, and I I was uh, commenting about how windy it was, and then I was like, oh, and there's David, you know. Yep. Yeah. David's always kind of meandering about a hundred yards behind us. Yeah. Well, I got small little legs, and I still have the heavy. <laughs> feet, so yes, I get tired out much more quickly than you guys do. It's always kind of a point of entertainment for me and Dan. <laughs> Mostly me, I think, but I don't know. So yeah, we you know Eisenhower is really windy. Um, I know toward at some point I was starting to uh, getting some serious leg cramps. I was just hungry. I needed food, um, and I actually set up the little stove and friggin' whipped up some pasta and meatballs right there on the side of one of the summits. Yep. And, I do uh, have to say I think the 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 reason that people run the trail, the presidential traverse versus camping the trail is, um, and this is something that I hadn't really considered all that much. I figured, okay, well, we can do it over three days with a backpack. That should work perfectly fine. But um, the biggest problem is finding a place to camp because you're not allowed to camp above tree line. So right. every single night, had we, had we actually done it the way we, we had planned it out, we would have had to get off the trail, come down almost a mile, maybe even more in certain places, just to get below the tree line far enough so that we could hang hammocks, camp out that night, and then climb back up to the trail so that we could continue on with the trail. So that, to me, was probably our biggest mistake, was was assuming that that would be easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because with everything else, I mean, being tired, climbing over the rocks and all that kind of stuff, I, I mean, that's just you know, part of hiking in the whites, but it's, it's, uh, it makes it really complicated when you have to climb down from, from the trail into the woods and you have to do almost a mile to do that just to get below the tree line so that you can, uh, set up your, your camp. And that's not an easy mile either. That's like work. No, it's, it's really rough mile. Yeah. So, and I know we, we, uh, we really beat ourselves up on that trail. Um, I think you guys, <laughs> yeah. We... At, at some point, while eating at the cafeteria, a little bit more of a hypocrisy on my, our end, I guess, or maybe on my end, uh, we decided well, I, that we were, we're eating in the cafeteria, it. and I was still feeling pretty, pretty good in the cafeteria. I know David said he was he was uh, hurting, but I know he had a really heavy backpack. Yeah. Um, so we decided that we were going to come down. Then we came down on the wrong side of the mountain. Yep, we went down by the so, parking lot on. On Washington, down that side. Well, hold on, I feel obligated to point out here that there's a very uh, important element to the coming down part where we completely lost David, and then uh, the trail just never seemed to end. Never ended. And I kept going down, and I was, you know, me and you were together, and then I lost you. And we got pretty well separated for a while, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go way ahead of you guys and find out how far we are. Because I was still in good shape. I was fine. I wasn't hurting or anything. Um, I think I had actually I cut some trees and made some walking sticks for you guys at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it never actually out. happened. Yeah, your yeah. your knees were uh, David's knees were toasted. I think your knees were getting pretty toasty, 
Yeah, my knees were hurting. I mean, because um, until you actually get to trail, because the first part of that whole section that we were coming down is just uh, boulder jumping. It's basically, what, and, and you're just jumping down every single time. And so when you have even a 30-pound back uh, or backpack on, you're, you're jumping down, you know, three to four feet sometimes, but a foot to two feet other times. And it's, it, the, it's the worst type of stairs that you could possibly yeah. climb down, you know? It was rough. It was rough. And, you know, I don't want to make my sound sound like I'm, I'm a super warrior or anything, but, you know, at some point I turn around because the trail wasn't ending. I talked to some people and they're like, yeah, you're probably another 20 minutes from the end. So I backtracked. I found you, and you kept going, and then David was still way back there. And then I came across some other people, <laughs> and I talked to them. I said, hey, you see a, a little guy with a heavy pack walking really slow? And they looked at me like, yeah, he didn't look so good. He was moving like a foot every five minutes. <laughs> he was not doing well. I was like, great. So then I'm hiking back up the mountain with my pack to go find David while you're man- meandering down. I finally find David yeah, in exactly the state as described to me by the other hikers. Yeah, at this point, I was literally taking one step, and then I had to rest Every- for about a minute, and then I'd take another step, and I'd have to rest for another minute. It was pretty bad. So, <laughs> Which is kind of bad, because like we had already, at that point, we had gotten out of the rocks. Uh, not- well, we were still on like a cart path. It was a crazy cart yeah. path. It was yeah. still pretty rocky. So, but it wasn't like the rocks that we were jumping over at the top. No, no, not not anything like the top. Not quite no. like that. It, but it was, and a- I think that that's what really did us in was the rocks at the top, at the very beginning of our hike down, kind of destroyed our knees. Um, and then when we finally did hit the dirt, it was still kind of it was still a decent uh, uh, decline coming down. So it was still pretty steep. Um, but there wasn't, there wasn't as many large rocks to jump over and climb over. Um, yeah. But yeah, Daryl definitely, he manned up and grabbed David's backpack for him. Well, I, you know, part of me thought I was going to have to carry David when I first saw him at first and our backpacks and that wasn't going to happen. So I ended up taking David's pack from him. So I was carrying his pack and my pack. So I'm guessing that's a total of about. 50, 55 pounds between the two, and I, you know, conservatively. So then I hiked the packs down. David was still well behind <laughs> me. Was still rough. And, yeah. uh, you know, eventually we all kind of caught back up to one another, and then it was just trying to figure out how to get back to our car. And that was a whole other ball game. Yeah. And, of course, Daryl, you know, in the meantime, he's thinking while we're waiting for Dan to get the car, He's thinking that, like, oh, my God, the guy murdered him, blah, blah, blah. Well, you kind of skipped the else. fact that Dan found oh, yeah. an, uh, a good Samaritan who was willing to cart him back to our vehicle. Yeah. So Dan who was off. actually kind of annoyed that we didn't all three just get in the car with him. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't. I don't either. I, th- I think the idea was we didn't want to seem like <laughs> three dudes just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think we didn't want to. Intimidating. Yeah. Into intimidating, yeah. But uh secondly, um I don't know why, but for some reason we thought it was probably only about 20 25 minutes. It was like 45 minutes back to the car. Yeah. It was a long time cuz me and David were waiting. 
Um, and Daryl was having a panic attack while we were waiting, thinking that something uh, horrible had happened to Dan. And I was like, well, just give him at least another, you know, until like, until like 10 o'clock or something, whatever time it was. And I, I don't know if I'd say it was a panic <laughs> attack, but you know, I, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to explain to everybody how Dan drove off with some guy in the white mountains and we never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's where does that go from there? I mean, there's only a few directions that story can go in, yeah. and none of them are pleasant. Um, I, I've hitchhiked before. I'm, I'm pretty good. I can I can handle myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just to just to kind of close today's uh, talk out, I guess a um, couple of things, David. Um, there are ten peaks. Uh, um, to to the uh, oh. presidential traverse. Okay. Um, and we we did summit five altogether. Oh, all right. So we did better than I thought. No, because you you had said there were eight, and we had submitted five. No, I said we had submitted four. Okay. And so then, either way, fifty yeah. percent. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the so first we... one is uh, Madison, then Adams, then Jefferson. Then Clay, or no, sorry, those are the ones that we missed because we went backwards. So yeah. had we done it correctly, or had had we done it the popular way, uh, it would have been Madams or Madison, Adams, Jefferson, Clay, Washington, Monroe, Franklin, Eisenhower, Pierce, and Jackson. But since we did it the other way, Jackson, Pierce, Eisenhower, Franklin, Monroe, and Washington. So we did six. Okay. We did do six, so we had we still needed to do Clay, Jefferson, Adams, and Madison, and I feel like the fact that we did six makes me feel a little bit better about this trip. Yeah, no, that uh, I think we probably knew that at the time, but I since forgot how many we had done and which yeah. ones we had done. So, and we did all that in basically one day because we only hiked in two miles the first night. So, we we actually did pretty good. Yeah, had you guys not, you know become a bunch of crybabies about your knees and act like little old men, we probably would have made it, but... Yeah, if you look at uh, sectionhiker.com, it lists this stuff out. Um, <laughs> I'll, put the, I'll put it up in the show notes if you guys want to look at it later. But it says, while most presidential traverses are done in three-season conditions during the course of a very long day, it is also possible to do the traverse over the course of two or three days. Um, and that's, I think that's what I was going for. I, I figured a long day of no backpacks or which, I mean, wouldn't have been difficult. I mean, it, it probably would have been difficult, but not impossible, I guess is yeah. my point. Um, if you, if, if all you have to worry about is water and then hitting up the cab, like that log cabin or that whatever, where you got your water date da- or Daryl and your banana nut bread or whatever. Hmm. Um, if, and then hitting up, say, you know, the cafeteria up on Mount Washington for food and whatnot. I, I feel like if we, if we had gone with no backpacks, except for water and a couple of things of food or something like that, it would have been easier to do the whole trip than over the course of the two oh. or three days that we had planned on doing it with backpacks and gear and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, absolutely. Maybe we'll try it that way for round two. Yeah. And round two, we're going to do it the other way. We're going to start on, what is it, Jackson and work our way. No, we did start on Jackson. We'll start on Madison. Oh, okay, yeah. So we'll start on Madison and we will work our way south instead of going north or whatever, whatever direction it is. 
Yeah, because we went, we went kind of north um, this past time. Yeah. So. Anyway, it was a fun. Um, yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah, it definitely was a fun trip. It was definitely interesting. The sights. I mean, it was beautiful up there. I forget which which uh, which mountain we got to first. It might have been Jackson or Pierce, but it was it was uh, sunny. Um, and you could just see for miles and miles and miles. Oh yeah. I, I I don't remember which mount or which summit it was. It might have been Pierce. It definitely wasn't Eisenhower because Eisenhower was just so loud, um, and it was a little bit foggy. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know if you guys remember the. It was like one of the first summits that we 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 got to the top of it. It just felt like. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> totally worth it. Oh, and it always is. Even if you're hurting and in pain or bleeding or whatever, it's still good to have that feeling of like, I got here. Even if you know? somebody yeah. else carried your pack for you. Yep. <laughs> right. But you didn't carry his backpack to the first summit or for the, to the first five summits. Yeah. Just and to the car. Than yours, so. <laughs> it's not my fault. Anyhow. So before we uh, go off onto another tangent, uh, probably a good place to break off for today. You think next week, uh, Daniel Boone? Or did you guys already? Talk? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so next week we'll talk about Kentucky, um, Daniel Boone National Forest, uh, mainly the Red River Gorge area. Yeah. So for everyone listening, uh, that's what's coming up next week. Thank you again for, for joining us this week. Uh, you can, if you liked it, give us a review on iTunes. If you didn't like it, send me an email. If you did like it, send me an email. Let me know what you would like to hear. Um, if you liked Daryl, if you liked David, if you liked me, um, or if you just want to, we'd love to hear about it. Or if you just want to email and, and talk about your own, uh, experiences out in the woods, that'd be great too. We always love hearing from listeners. Um, thanks again. And we will see you next week. Have a good one.